As YouTubers grow, do they lose their authenticity? So I occasionally get acid in Reddit posts because people know that I'm on there and so they'll go, what do you think of this dark viper or whatever? And I do see them all because not a lot of people bother doing that. So if a person does, I'm like, oh, this must be something important. And it is like 50% of the time, whatever. What celebrity can you simply not stand even if everyone else likes them? Majority of YouTubers, they make good content at first, but then the production quality increases. They just seem less and less genuine and they are no longer the person you first started following. I feel like the money, fame and everything else in that bubble goes to their head and they eventually just keep smelling their own farts. Also, many game reviewers tend to all say the same thing, but in different words. I've noticed this when I was into watching game reviews. Now I look for normal people's opinion because I bought many games based on glowing reviews, ended up disappointed in some way. There's 10,000 upvotes there with, with, with gold. Like To that review thing, highly recommend skill up. Does not say the same thing as everyone else and can be very critical of games, even when there's backlash from his audience who does not agree with his criticism. Skill up, respect as a reviewer. When I see things like this, I fit into this mold where over time my content quality has improved and I have made more money and I have brought on new people who have skills that I don't have, who can make content look even better. 10 months ago, I even stopped making my own thumbnails. I've got someone else doing that now. It's very hard to constantly like follow yourself and to assess, am I changing significantly? Am I a different person in a worse way? I don't think this idea of smelling their own farts is something that really applies to me, but that's more because of my philosophy on how I believe people become successful in that it's not me being something special or doing something amazing, but more a matter of happenstance in who I ended up being in a particular spot with a particular a bit of information. You know, I am have that whole determinist kind of uh, vein in my uh, philosophy of life. And so it makes it very hard to attribute to myself some ego uh, grandiosity of just how, oh, I'm so fucking amazing because I became a, a successful YouTuber. But clearly when you have money and you have people saying that you're great and stuff, it has to influence you somehow, right? But then again, I do have a lot of people who also call me a piece of shit. So <laughs> maybe they, they balance out. I understand his view in a way. I mean, when you first start making content without revenue by now receiving it, it has changed your surroundings and settings. And you're a, a result of that. Thus your content will see a difference. It's not only your content will see a difference. You will change. You, it's impossible not to. If your circumstances change and your experiences change, you will change. Even if just in subtle ways. For me, when I look back at my old self, in my old content, I consider myself to be a better person now and a person who makes better content. It is certainly true that I am more, you could say, manufactured. I'm more purposeful. Like whenever you watch me and I'll say something and I will misspeak in ages past, I'll just keep speaking because fuck it, who cares? Now I will go back and say that entire new sentence because I know it's going to be in a YouTube video. Back when I used to stream, and without any consideration for a YouTube video that's coming up, I'd just be silent for a minute and be like, fuck it, who cares? Now I know this is gonna be a YouTube video, so I'm like, oh, you know, people on YouTube probably would wanna know what I'm doing right now, so I best explain what I'm doing. Those considerations will change how I make content and the production quality will therefore increase, but it will feel less genuine because it is less genuine. Is me acting in a particular way to make the content better as opposed to how I would normally act if I wasn't having those considerations. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I just found this to be a very interesting comment. Like, I, I think it's a very true comment. And uh, I worry that maybe I've changed in a, in a worse way, but I don't think I have. Or at least not significantly. I haven't changed significantly in a bad way. The reply is true. Uh, yeah.
I seriously feel like Critical, Moist Critical, has lost his way. What was once very funny gaming commentary became constant internet drama and clickbait title videos. I barely followed him since. I stopped watching Critical, I think 2019. There is not a week that goes by that I don't see his face. Because every single video I watch that uh, covers some sort of historical drama or something, like you look what you watch the right opinion or something, there will always be Charlie there giving his take on some drama that he is not involved in that he knows nothing about, but that, hey, he got to make a video that day and it is trending on Twitter, so there you go. Charlie has 100% become super manufactured as a, I have to do X, Y, and Z to get my four videos out today, regardless of how much I actually care about this thing. But it works, like, for every 100 people like this who agree with this, the algorithm will keep pushing Charlie to new audiences and those people would be replaced by new people. It's a system that works. And so ethically, you can criticize it in terms of the amazing ability to misinform people about everything under the sun. But from a business standpoint, it is the smart move to make. If you can ethically deal with the continued possibility of misinforming people about things you don't understand, yeah, you're going to make a lot of bank doing this kind of content. It was always funny to me that people who loved Moist Critical would come into my comment section and be like, yo, man, you're just, you're just starting drama for views. Especially when I didn't even make a video in the first place and only responded when people made videos about what I said and about me as a person. But it was just very funny because Charlie has spent like half a decade making nothing but drama videos, clickbait drama videos. Well, that's not fair, not nothing but, but a continuous stream of, for the last five years, drama clickbait videos about every topic under the sun that has fucking nothing to do with him. And again, that he knows nothing about. But people will love Moist Critical for doing this, but like the one time I make some videos about something I'm very passionate and knowledgeable about in order to defend myself, this is just a step too far. The double standards on the internet is fucking crazy. The reason why I was referenced in that Reddit stuff before is because of this comment. This is legit so many content creators. They all want to milk the golden goose of React video trash. Like why in the fuck do people care what random internet video game streamers think about fucking politics, court cases, internet fucking drama? Who cares? and watches this stuff. Asmongold crit all of them. Whiny react videos is all they do now. I mean, I just re be repeating myself that once you get an audience, you know, you can just print money by re-uploading other people's videos. But of course, it's not just people who already have an audience. So this channel, for example, Mr. LeBoyd Reacts. Average probably like five videos a day or something. And you can see these videos aren't getting a lot of views. So you're like, oh, well, I guess he's not a very successful reactor, right? Like it's, it's not a big deal. Like he has no audience anywhere else. His other channels, uh, teeny tiny, right? If you look at his social blade, he's getting 15 million views a month. And the reason for this is once upon a time, there was like a cost to uploading multiple videos a day. The algorithm much preferred new stuff and subscribers were more important. So if you didn't get those initial subscriber views, then your videos wouldn't do as well. But these days, that stuff doesn't matter as much. So all you need to do is spam out as many videos as possible and just like hope that one of them pops off. And hey, look, eventually that happens. So you got like 36 million views back up here. I got recommended his channel because of a reaction he did to a Weird Yankovic song. Like, it's just so effective for even those who don't have an audience. It's why I keep saying creativity is somewhat dead for being creative on YouTube is no longer the smart strategy for either getting a lot of views or maintaining an audience. It is just spamming out low effort videos of reaction stuff. 
Because when you don't need to think of a topic, don't need to think of new ideas, you can just, just re-upload what is already successful and leech off some of that popularity. The rest is history. <laughs> Work hard until you're recognized. Fuck, that's funny. Like, why spend a month and the necessary cost involved in that to make a video that takes a month to make when you can just take someone else's video that they spend a month making in 20 minutes? I do wonder if YouTube cares about this stuff. And I do wonder now how much of the market is now controlled by these re-uploads. But there's no way for me to get that information. This comment is among the rudest I've ever received. Someone left me a rude ass fucking comment, man. So I wrote this community post. This person said, I absolutely hate this fucking game, but I have to admit this was a funny video. And I said, and most people will miss out on it. Because it was a really good video and I was very proud of making it. Lamau, depressing ass caption because he wants those extra cents per view Fortnite is sponsoring. This feels like a middle schooler posting a picture of him getting rejected over DMA, but being told he's a great guy, etc. And he posts, but no one will love me. I get paid a lump fee for this. I do not get any additional money based on how many additional views it gets. I just really like the video. I thought it was funny. It had like a perfect three act structure. The ending was great. It's probably the happiest I've been in any video in like a bajillion years. I mean, the ending at least. I had so many ups and downs. I edited it myself. I, I love the pacing. I love everything about it. And it just sucks to create something you think is like above the norm for how good your stuff is and for no one to watch it. And that's all I was saying. If you're happy, why should one comment change it? Oh, that comment didn't make me unhappy. But obviously, uh, anyone's happiness can be killed by uh, sufficiently negative stuff. Do I feel like a celebrity? It doesn't matter how big you get in this industry. You will always be comparing yourself to those who are bigger than you. And therefore, you will feel somewhat small. You will have instances where you're constantly reminded about your place in that you're above other people in terms of uh, success or what have you. But you'll always be constantly reminded about the people who are higher above you. Think of every drama that I've been in with a larger content creator and how I always came at that from a position of weakness because I just could not reach as many people as the people that I uh, had beef with. Like I'm sure even, I know, Mr. Beast or something, top of the YouTube hierarchy is looking at people in other industries or you know, billionaires or whatever in other industries and being like, man, I'm small compared to those guys. It's just how people work. It is certainly a, a toxic kind of thing to do. And I'm sure people with a more healthy attitude don't make those comparisons as much as some other people do. But I'm sure everyone does it to some degree. You cannot help but be aware of your relative position to everyone else. So do I feel like a celebrity in cases where I'm reminded that I do reach a lot of people? But other times I feel fairly small and insignificant when I'm reminded how small I am compared to other players in this market. Are my efforts to correct misinformation online futile? So I saw a particularly stupid video by a content creator who, while he has said some stupid things, is not a person who I would normally consider to be particularly stupid. But the stupidity of this small video that he made and the general positive response to it, uh, it's kind of stuck in my craw. I question if I should make a response video to it like I did in the past, but I recognize like, who cares? While I do think it would be an interesting video, it is not my job to correct people's stupidity on the internet, which gets me into trouble. I sent him a DM just because I was curious, like, hey, like, this this is dumb, and, and you should have realized immediately it was dumb. But uh, I didn't get a response, which generally is what happens. He started a channel recently where he is just, like, throwing out his random thoughts about stuff. And so, obviously, they're sometimes going to be really poorly formed. But this was just a particularly poor one. I don't think he really 
took a second to think about like the implications of what he was saying or why he was saying it. You had some good convos before, like political ones with people like Destiny, even though I didn't understand most of it. The parts I understood, I enjoyed. Long ago, I would spend a ridiculous amount of time arguing with random strangers about all the dumbest topics imaginable on the internet, and it was all a complete waste of time. I'm not even sure to what degree trying to convince anyone of anything really has any value <laughs> anymore. I've just gotten so apathetic. Was the Andrew Tate arrest a setup? Did you know that Andrew Tate got arrested in Romania? I do know that, and I have no comment because I don't know anything about it. What got more headlines to me was Asmongold saying, there's a 50-50 chance that Andrew Tate was set up. I mean, look at Martin Luther King. The government set him up, so... The levels of stupid in that statement uh, probably don't need to be broken down, but this is generally what happens when you don't know anything, but you're willing to speak confidently anything that comes to your mind. Then he backtracked, but then he said, I don't really care because fuck it, this is going to be content for me for like the next two weeks. So you say some things wrong because you don't really give a fuck. So you misinform people. Who cares, man? It's content, brah. Just because you make other people's lives worse doesn't mean you should step back and think, am I living the life that I should? No, I should say, man, it's, I can get some money out of this. Hell yeah. Could there be a pet companion in GTA 6? Do you think there'll be a pet companion in GTA 6? I hope so. But certainly controlling a pet companion and having them be a useful part of the game is probably quite difficult. If I can pop someone with a sniper rifle from a million miles away, what's the point of my dog? People write me essays to tell me Michael was in witness protection. It's funny you say that, Spider Boss, that Michael was not in witness protection. I had a person write like multiple paragraphs today being like, I don't see the point of this video. Michael was clearly in witness protection. Like, oh, here we go. And like, even if it wasn't really like actual witness protection, like it's the same thing though. And it's just like, people, the FIB thought he was dead. Dave was the only person or who, and maybe people that Dave worked with, that's about it. And the, the big difference between it and normal witness protection is that Mike was being protected not just from criminals, but the justice system as well. Witness protection is a tool of the justice system to see justice done, and what Dave and Michael did was specifically to avoid justice. That's why it's not witness protection. It is completely antithetical to actual witness protection. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but goddamn, I get these like super confident comments where people are like, um, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Like, God, why are people like this? My secret to avoid burnouts. Dear Gear, ass. Do you ever get burnt out? And if you do, what's your solution? My energy levels in general are so intermittent that I will have distinct periods of say like a week or something where I won't have energy to do the things that I want to do. And so almost like physically, I am unable to so continuously work at one thing <laughs> that I can get burnt out, I suppose. Like right now, I want to do speed runs. I want to do chaos, but I can't because I don't have the energy to do it. And when I finally get energy that I'll do speed runs and chaos and then eventually I'll run out of energy then I'll have to stop and maybe that's just a, a natural way that I uh, avoid burnout I'm not sure but last night actually previous three nights I woke up two to three times during my eight hours of sleep and so it made the sleep very ineffective for uh refreshing me it's uh quite annoying I'm not sure what to do about that I've been putting my audiobook on and then putting like a sleep timer on so like I will fall asleep listening to my audiobook, but it seems to have me not sleep as well. I'm not sure. 
I'll leave it on like a 30 minute timer and I might f fall asleep after five minutes. Maybe having that audio for 25 minutes is disrupting my sleep. I, I don't know. Because I've got tinnitus now, remember? So I'm trying to figure out ways to deal with the while I'm trying to sleep. Were my parents ever supportive of my career? Pickle asks, do you have a story of when you told your parents something about your job that you were very excited about, but they seemed uninterested and then vice versa? Or them being overexcited about something that I didn't care about? The only two stories I have related to my job and my parents is one where my mother said to me, I never really understood your job, but I saw a news report on PewDiePie talking about how successful he is and how he makes money and whatnot. And now I kind of get it. And I was like, oh, good. Excellent. My dad has always been supportive, even though he's not ever super understood. But he would be like, oh, you're doing good with the followers, Matt. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, at his job, met with two guys who apparently watch my content and he kind of was thought it was cool that they were so excited about that or whatever and he also would tell other people to watch my youtube channel and stuff because he was very proud he said that sometimes he feels like he hasn't achieved much in his life and so he likes being able to talk about my achievements even if he doesn't fully grasp the uh, implications and whatnot like he recently asked me for a picture of myself with my million subscriber pluck or whatever so he'd be like oh my son you got million subscribers my mother and father have always been supportive. In the early days when uh, like I wasn't doing super well, they would always say to me, yeah, we know you're uploading YouTube videos and stuff, but can you submit to get some other jobs or whatever? Because I recently had finished my bachelor's degree and they're like, look, you've only got like two years or something before that piece of paper becomes fairly worthless. You should try and get into some graduate programs and whatnot. So they were supportive and they cared, but they were rightly hesitant about the idea that I would become successful on the internet, something that they barely understood was even possible. And as I've said before, had I known how unlikely my success was, if I knew more about the landscape of online social media, I probably wouldn't have even tried. I started, what, like 7,000 followers on Twitch or something? Maybe I had like 100 or 200 viewers. I'm like, oh, I can, I can do this, man. I can make something of this. Very unlikely for that to have worked out, but it did, so. There are imposters of me everywhere. I occasionally get messages from people where they're like, Small world, but I remember you from the Halo 3 days. Person chat was like, hey, do you play Azrite RuneScape private server? More commonly, I get, hey, you were griefing me a bunch with a mod menu in GC Online. Can you, like, stop that? <laughs> I question how often it's people, like, pretending to be me or using my name because they like my content versus people who just coincidentally have my name. Yeah, if you see me in GC Online, it's not me. It's not him. Get it? Snot.